You are now listening to the Our Thoughts Per Se podcast, the number one podcast for all of your ambiguous listening needs. This podcast is brought to you by the supreme and unmatched talents of Mashley, a.k.a. Megan and Ashley, and hopefully someday from our sponsors. Our intro music is by Swing Set Committee. As always, we would like to thank you for not listening. All today's date is Wednesday, June 9th, and this is show number nine. I am Megan Klebanoff, and with me, as always, is the my co-host, the beautiful and talented Ashley Vanderpool. Ashley, how are you doing this fine Wednesday evening? Uh, it could be better. We're experiencing some technical difficulties, but hopefully if those are uh, done now, so cross our fingers. No one has to know. <laughs> Yes, uh, this is our second time recording this first piece, so, but... It was my fault. Yeah, it was, so I am not to blame. (laughs) Um, But anyway, yes, we know you haven't heard from us in about three weeks, but fear not, um, because I will be posting this episode, and then we will be going back to normal in July. (laughs) Yes, it's true. (laughs) We're going to be taking a mini hiatus, because I am going on a two-week vacation, and I won't be able to podcast while I'm gone, so you're just going to have to deal with that. Um, I also know that um, we said that we'd have a blooper reel and another episode out before uh, I left, but I was planning to make those this week, and then I got tonsillitis, only in the right side. Um, So I feel pretty crappy, and no one really wants to edit when they feel crappy, right? I didn't think so. So anyway, Ashley, what's been going on with you? Uh, just nothing very exciting. Well, I, uh, did go to Magic Mountain for the first time, and I thought that was awesome. That's the one down in Southern California? Yeah, it's, like, uh, on the other side of the Grapevine, and I was in the neighborhood, so to speak, for a family reunion thing for my boyfriend, and so we're like, hey, we're only an hour away, might as well go. And it wasn't as crowded as it, I would have thought for a Memorial Day, so it was a lot of fun. The rides are so much better than Vallejo. Vallejo sucks now. Uh, <laughs> six Flags there, and it, I'm gonna go there next time, and I'll be like, "This is this is lame." So. Yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. I've never been, um, but Magic Mountain, I usually like to refer to it as Wally World, <laughs> right? Yes, <laughs> which it's- is funny because <laughs> we actually watched that uh, that movie this weekend with Mark's little sister. The rides are freaking crazy. There's this one, it was called X, now it's X2, and you sit, first you sit normally into the seat, and then it slits, uh, like slides you backwards, so you're kind of at, you're looking at the ceiling, and then you go out backwards, so your head's going back first, and then you go, the first move, you fall down after you, you know, reach the top of the hill. You fall down, and then, you know, at one point there's flames that shoot out from the sides. It's fucking crazy. And we got on that ride by the time it was dark, so you couldn't see anything, which made it kind of cool. Because it was like, holy shit, where am I going now? That sounds terrifying, and I didn't understand any of that, aside from it shoots flames at you, which would be enough reason for me not to go on it. Basically, you're upside down going backwards, so it's... I don't know. Oh my god, that sounds terrifying. Yeah, it was, uh, it was nerve-wracking. I was screaming like a little bitch, so... (laughs) I bet Joe was, too. He was laughing at me. No, he was crying inside. (laughs) Laughter is um, just a coping mechanism. I think he had to change his underwear afterwards, but that's sure just between did. you and me. And the world. <laughs> Ooh. All right, so um, that really seems my buns. Uh, this segment is just, you know, about stuff that pisses us off or things that have irritated us recently or, you know, something particularly annoying. Um, So Ashley's going to jump right into it with uh, something that I'm sure many people agree with. Yes, this person has steamed my buns for a while now. She is bitchy, super, super awkward, angry, overly hyped, and all around an idiot. I'm talking about Kristen Stewart, who plays Bella of the infamous Twilight Saga films and books. She is constantly heard complaining about the price of fame, which is her lack of pri- which leads to her lack of privacy from fans and paparazzi. The constant questions about her relationship and behavior also result. Just like Kurt Cobain, who has had a similar attitude towards fame, she bitches about something that she still enjoys the perks of. 
Kristen hates life that has been created because of this franchise, and yet she knew what was she was signing up for. These books were already sold, and the possibility of success was there, and now she acts surprised that what has happened? Here's an idea. Don't choose a profession that brings with a lifestyle of pressure being in the spotlight. Maybe not resign or resign to the rest of the Twilight series. If she really wanted to act for the sake of acting and not for money or publicity, then she could have went to the local community theater. Oh yeah, and here's another tip. Don't allegedly date Robert Pattinson, the most popular vampire teen heartthrob in the world, if she doesn't want constant speculation regarding that. Either that, or just admit the whole relationship and stop giving stupid answers like Rob is pregnant to Oprah. <laughs> what really pisses me off is the latest quote she gave in a magazine interview. Quote, What you don't see are the cameras shoved in my face and the bizarre intrusive questions being asked, or the people falling over themselves, screaming and taunting to get a reaction. The photos are so... I feel like I'm looking at someone being raped. A lot of the time I can't handle it. It's fucked. I never expected that this would be my life." End quote. Of course she later apologized, but this was not before she pissed off a lot of people and victims. Even more recently, she was quoted about Twitter and about how people are ruining her life by tweeting where they see her and therefore more fans show up. Again, did she really not expect this to happen? I understand if it bugs her and slows down her workday and stuff, but you have to expect that some, something like that will happen when someone in profession and position has a highfalutin job like she does. I would have less of a problem if she just sucked it up and didn't take every opportunity to complain to magazines about leading a life of a millionaire, because what us poor people love to hear more than anything are about the struggles of fame and fortune. I hope she enjoys the success that she has now, because it's not going to stick around. Her other movies sucked and didn't do well even with the success of Twilight pushing it. So, in the end, Kristen Stewart sucks. Yeah, I I agree. She's one of those people who hates being famous, but there's no way in hell that she would give it up because she couldn't ever do anything else. And she likes being famous. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, she hates it, but, like, the reason that she hates it is because she loves to complain about it. Yeah. That's pretty much it. And that's, I mean, that's kind of why I brought up the whole Kurt Cobain thing. Not that, you know, she's going to go kill herself, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> he was like that, too. Like, he hated fame. He hated, like, the 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 infamy surrounding it and all the paparazzi and the interviews and all that crap. And he just wanted to be an artist and a musician. And it's like, well, then what? why did you sign with a record deal? Like, right. if you wanted just to be, you know, a coffee shop guy or a grunge garage band, then do that. Don't sign and then go, holy shit, why is everyone asking me for pictures and autographs? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, fuck you, Kristen Stewart. Um, I think she's a good fit for Bella, but that's just because I'm nerdy and I like Twilight. Uh, but other than that, I mean, she really has no use. She has no purpose, and she can just kind of die after Twilight's done. Uh, that's probably what will happen to her career anyways, but whatever. Yeah. Um, okay, so something that has been um, steaming my buns lately, uh, and this is just going to be kind of a quick little thing, probably, unless it becomes a big thing, but um, it's basically people who don't send you thank you cards, or at least a thank you email, or even a damn Facebook wall post, you know? Aside from, like, your best friend, like, if I give Ashley a present, I don't need her to send me a thank you card. She can just tell me thank you right when I give it to her. But I'm talking about people who, like, you know, extended family members, you know, like, um, I have an extended family member who was having a baby and I sent them a really cool baby gift. You know, it was like an outfit of, um, his, his favorite sports team and everything. And I never heard a peep from them, you know, never got a phone call, an email, nothing, not a thank you card, nothing. And, um, I also have a friend who, um, again, had a baby. It seems to be all these baby people, um, and, um, just, it was actually kind of just an acquaintance, like, it's somebody in our, on our block, and so I made this, like, um, sign, like, this little, like, door hanger for her baby, and, um, bought some little outfits, and we bought some diapers and that sort of thing, we brought it over, nothing. So, then we went back, uh, a year later to the baby's, uh, one-year birthday party, you know, we got them a nice gift for the kid, and we never heard, never said thanks, never got a thank you card, nothing. And I just, like, I don't get that. Like, I send a thank you card, like, the same day, you know? Like, my wedding thank you cards, they, I, I wrote them and sent them out on my honeymoon. You know, I just, I'm so 
about that, um, you know, proper etiquette stuff that it just bugs me when people don't know how to do it. I agree. And I, you know, as a kid, it's harder. And I felt guilty now that I didn't do them like as quickly or, you know, properly. My mom forced me to like same day, you know, (laughs) my parents would force me, but it was like, you need to get them done. And of course I found them an excuse and I eventually got them done, but I completely understand it kind of goes in the line with the people who don't RSVP for things either. And yes. And also baby shower stuff too, because my mom hosted a baby shower for her coworker. Like, this was her partner for her job. Like, this isn't a person, like, oh, it's just, you know, like, a random coworker. This person she saw every day and talked to every day. The woman never thanked her afterwards. None of the people, like, half of her friends never even RSVP'd. Some of them just showed up or never even, she never heard anything. The lady ended up just moving away, so that's why I can talk about it. And my mom (laughs) never heard from her again. It was like... Wow. She fronted the bill for all this stuff. She did the baby shower. She hosted people at her home. She got her special gift. And it was just like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, nothing. Right. Yeah. And then right now when you said that, I was like, oh, God. I sent... Yes, I sent your mom thank you cards. No. my (laughs) bridal shower. Like, you know, I mean, it's just those things where you're like, oh, my God. Did I do that? You know, but some people are just not... Doesn't even freaking occur to them, you know, that... Somebody is doing all this stuff and, you know, a card, yeah, maybe it seems kind of stupid to you, but it, it's a big deal to acknowledge that you appreciate something that somebody did for you. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I don't know, that's what kind of, I'll get off my soapbox and my high horse now, but, you know, it's just, if somebody does something nice for you, buys you something nice, goes out of their way to do something nice for you, then mm-hmm. you should send them a thank you card, bottom line, period. Even if you don't like it or enjoy it, lie. And yeah. you just be like, dear grandma, I love that sweater vest that you gave oh, yeah. me. Absolutely. I am wearing it right now. Right. Yeah, or at least call. Yes. You know, and tell her that you love it. Yeah, I don't know. So, um, but that's kind of just how I feel. So we'll end that topic and I'll just go cry to myself. <laughs> On my sweater vest. Yes. Minus five, four, three. Two, one. Lift off. We have a lift off. So next up is our uh, our weekly top five list, and well, this week it's a very uh, topic near and dear to both our hearts. It's our favorite childhood book series, and uh, I, when I was thinking about this and coming up with my list, I was brought many a fond memory back and I know that I still have all of these books and I swear to God if anyone gets rid of them mom I will cut them (laughs) I will cut you yeah and we actually came up with uh some of the same ones so let me just apologize to my mother that the Berenstain Bears are not on my list but they're on Ashley's list because it's her list and she gets 531 and so if I was making the list and it was my topic, they would be at my number one. But I get two and four, so I get shoved into obscurity. <laughs> yes. Well, I, you know, I can rearrange things, so we, you know, <laughs> we'll figure it out. All right. Well, so my number five is the Eric Carl series. And, like, who the hell is this dude? Okay, so this guy is the one who drew and wrote The Grouchy Ladybug, The Mixed Up Chameleon, and The Very Hungry Caterpillar among like 60 other books but those are my top three especially the very hungry hungry caterpillar they're pretty simple to read and they're for really young kids but they're really creative because he uses a collage technique where he hand paints paper to create all the creatures in the backgrounds which makes them really vibrant and cool and you learn a lot of stuff you learn compassion and you learn about animals and what caterpillars eat and how ladybugs aren't very nice and sometimes they can be very grouchy and they can be boys i mean what's going on with that gross <laughs> yeah um i always liked those books when i was little um it's and it it almost looks like it's uh you know construction paper people yeah like you know watercolorish too right. yeah those are good books and I'm sure everybody knows them if you look it up you'll know it you know you might not know the name right off the top of your head but um, you will definitely know that if you again look it up okay so number four um, and I kind of I did more of like um, preteen books like I started with childhood books but then the only one I could really come up with was the Berenstain Bears because that was my thing but um, anyway so um, books that I read kind of when I was like eight 
you know, seven, eight, nine. Um, my number four is Encyclopedia Brown. Um, he was a boy detective. If uh, you don't know who he was, you should probably read one of his books. Um, there were always these mysteries going around. He had a super high IQ. Um, he was really smart. So I related to him, of course. <laughs> and uh, you would kind of be able to, you know, solve the mystery as you're going along. And um, those were always just really good books. And I think I had, like, all of them. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> chapter books, you know, when you get into chapter books. Yes. Yeah, you th- you think you're the shit when you get into chapter books. It's like, oh, look at me. Hell yes. I just read three chapters, teacher. Give That's me a sticker. Right. Exactly. So my number three is Goosebumps. Uh, this is the greatest series of horror fiction books for children ever, because there's no other ones in that category, but still, it's the greatest <laughs> one. It's by R.L. Stein, and as a kid, they were creepy and sometimes uh, scary to the point where I was like, oh, I'm going to read with the lights on, which made me want to read them that much more. I always checked the bookstore obsessively to see if a new one came out so I could beg my parents to get it. Uh, my favorites include Welcome to Camp Nightmare, Monster Blood, and Say Cheese and Die, of course. Oh, hell yes. And my... again, I have all of them still. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I had so many of these books. My favorite was Night of the Living Dummy. Oh, creepy. That yes. Was... So creepy. I freaking love R.L. Stein, and I used to read his, um, what were the next books that he did? The, for like the Pick Your Own Adventure ones no, or something? No, um, it was, uh, Fear Street. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fear Street. I have all those books, too, I think, or, like, well, there's probably way more now, but at the time, um, when we were children, I think I had all of them, and I still like those books. The Fear Street books are still awesome, and it, the best part about Goosebumps was when they would come out with, you know, two. Like, you know, Say Cheese and Die was the best book ever. Then they came out with Say Cheese and Die 2. Fuck yes. You know, that was the best day ever. (laughs) And they actually had a TV series that went for a little while. And Say Cheese and Die, the kid who was in it, Ryan Gosling from The Notebook. Yes, I had to look it back up. Oh, and here's a fun fact. Mark saw Ryan Gosling at Magic Mountain. <gasps> wow, he we was just like wrapped us all up together. Absolutely. That's weird. Uh, and he talked to him. He was young Hercules, and he was like, yeah, dude. So. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, so number two, um, I have the Boxcar Children. And this series, like when I recalled it to memory, um, I had fond feelings you know about it because the boxcar children um encompassed my favorite thing when i was a child which was running away living in like a boxcar or like a tree house you know and being an orphan but not i don't want my parents to die but you know like like having to raise yourself as a child fantasy of it right um and you know they had to like fend for themselves and everything and then um, they learned that they had a rich grandpa or something. It was, it was really odd. But best book ever. Um, it was about four kids, you know, Henry, Jesse, Violet, and Benny. Benny was the baby, I think. And, um, God, just awesome fucking books. They really a- a- appeal to children's desire to, like, you know, take care of themselves and eat cookies for dinner and stuff. Uh, yeah. Now, this reminded me, I think it was your story of one time you tried to run away and you ended up just at the end of the the driveway was that you probably i <laughs> i did a lot of running away when i was little but i used to um pack a bag and then run away like either to my closet or you know the bathroom and then once <laughs> when i was little <laughs> once when i was little i packed a bag and i was all ready to leave and i told my mom i was running away and she goes <laughs> She goes, well, if you're going to run away, then I'm going to come with you. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, no, you can't come with me. I'm, you know, I'm leaving. And she goes, well, you can't go by yourself. So if you're going to run away, let's go. I'll I'll pack the bag. We're going to go. We'll run away. And then it kind of just defeated the purpose. (laughs) So I didn't run away. (laughs) I I stayed home. (laughs) All right. I had cookies. It was all good. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, okay, so Ashley, of course, what's number one? This is 
in honor of both of us and our childhoods, it's the Berenstein Bears, which I thought was the Berenstein Bears, and apparently it's the Berenstein Bears, because it's yes. A-I-N, but whatever. Uh, so whenever I'm thinking about my childhood, I always go back to these books. My parents used to read them to my brother and I every night before we went to bed, and we had, like, freaking all of them. We often fought over which one to read and had to alternate choices over, like, each night. Frequently, when my brother and I were too energetic to sleep, my dad would sit between our two doors and read us, read to us to calm us down and make us shut up. And I laugh because, in general, it usually worked because we just pass out after we stopped giggling. And my favorites are the Berenstein Bears and Too Much Junk Food. I was just going to say that is my favorite one. And the Berenstein Bears get the gimmies because yep. you learn so many life lessons and you learn, like, Wow, that would be kind of cool to be a bear, but then sometimes they do human things, and it, that was they always when you get older, you start doing like you start thinking a little bit too much about like the intricacies of how this all works, but it's fine because you learn a lot, and I love these books. And yeah, I want to go find them now. Well, fun fact: I've got two fun facts. My dad used to read me these books um, like every night, you know, before I would go to bed, and every single time, even before I could read, I would ask. <laughs> who's the author and then he would tell me and then I would say who is it illustrated by like I made him read everything <laughs> because when was it published <laughs> yeah exactly no seriously I swear to god if he skipped over that stuff I'd be like eh, no no who's it illustrated by you know uh, read the little quip at the beginning there you know <laughs> and um other fun fact I just bought my mom the three most recent Berenstain Bear books um, oh they still write them. Did you know that? Yeah, I saw. I, I went on their official website, and uh, like, apparently the Berenstein Bears can come visit, like, libraries what? or something. And I'm gonna have to go check out the dates because I want to meet them. Absolutely. Did you know that they have a new baby sister? I saw a mention of that, and I couldn't remember if that was part of like our childhood books no. or if that was just like. No, that happened like when we were in college. I think her name is Honey. Honey bear. Oh. Mm. At least she has a name. I know. The other ones are like brother sister, and sister. Brother, bear. mama, and papa. Yeah. I know. But my also other favorite thing about Berenstain Bear is, and I don't know if you ever experienced this, but did you ever watch the movies? No. Yes. You'll have to come over to my house and watch them on VHS because they have a bunch of the books. They have um, they had like a TV show, uh-huh. Berenstain Bear t- TV show, and. Um, so a bunch of the books were made into not really a movie but I have them on movies um, and they just acted out the books as a cartoon and um, then they had a couple of others like they had a Valentine's Day one and then something about that Bigfoot guy and um, then Uh they came out with another new show um, like in the 2000s sometime I would watch that when I came home uh, over summer between like college and high school (laughs) because I still loved it Hell yeah. Yeah, but the original ones are the best, so yeah, okay. I'd love to come over and watch that with me. Hell yeah. Weird News. Ashley found this story about weird news. It's pretty much, you know, we just find a news story from somewhere, or someone sends us a weird news story, and we... Uh, we read you a little bit about it and then we talk about it so Ashley what's our uh what's our weird news story for today this one is uh up on the list of my favorites uh it's called no jail time for a man arrested in a Captain America costume uh in Burvard County Florida a doctor was arrested for groping a woman while dressed as Captain America with a burrito in his pants yes Sometimes. a burrito because, hey, ladies, he's packing it. Yeah, uh, this is kind of an interesting story. Um, I guess a bunch of medical professionals were, you know, just doing the normal thing and having a costume party. Um, you know. Yeah, you know, just a, a typical Saturday night in Florida. Um, and this guy had a burrito stuffed below his waistband of his Captain America costume, and he was asking women if they wanted to touch it. And um, one woman refused, and then apparently he took out the burrito and groped her. So she called the police, and then they came, 
And um, they wrote that there were so many Captain Americas that they had to ask them to all go outside for identification. <laughs> the woman picked him out of the, the lineup, and they found the burrito in his boot. Um, I was going to ask if they maybe she smelled his crotchal region. Like, oh, he smells like chicken. Yeah. It's, this is the one. It's entirely possible. Here's my question. Um, I don't... I don't get, I mean, it says, this is no jail time for this guy. Like, did, I, I, you know, I don't even know what to say. Like, did they, did they arrest him or not? Like, or did they just say, all right, well, you groped her, but it wasn't that big of a deal. I think maybe like they might've arrested him, but then like in the end, when he pled out, he didn't get additional jail time because he got a diversion program for first-time offenders, which includes community service, fines, and random alcohol and drug testing. No word on burrito testing, though. Uh, the charges will not show up on his criminal record. Uh, so I think it's like, basically, if he acts cool and doesn't put things in his pants and dress up like a superhero, then it'll get erased off his record. I do like how like he was asking multiple women if they wanted to touch his burrito, but only one of them said no. and she was the one that he groped I feel like like part of me you know I mean groping is serious business and all but part of me feel like feels like she overreacted I would probably slightly be flattered because I was like oh naturally but then I would be offended if he wasted the burrito well yes I think that's obvious, but I I think I would be, as you said, I I mean, I get flattered when anybody gropes me, so, (laughs) I mean, I don't know, maybe this chick is just a stupid prude, dumb bitch. (laughs) What a ruin a guy's life. I know. God. All for a burrito. It's just traumatic, but you know, anyways. Can you keep a secret? I'm sorry, I can't. Shit. We got loose lips coming up, so we got lots of stuff to talk about. Um, loose lips, we're basically going to go over some uh, juicy gossip, and we got lots this week. There's somebody who died. <gasps> what? Oh, my. Uh, and some people who got separated, and some slutty whore who likes to drink alcohol, even though the court says no. So, Megan. Ashley, stop airing my dirty laundry to everybody. Uh, oh. Please. Awkward. Uh, anyway, uh, so separating, um, when you said some people who got separated, it sounded like they were at the mall, <laughs> and then, you know, they couldn't find each other. They got lost. Uh, yeah. Um, Heidi Montag and Spencer Pratt, um, they have taken their um, attention horridness to the next level, and they've uh, filed for legal separation. So, no word on this if this is the... Complete scam, which I'm guessing it is, or legitimate because yeah. they're both ape shit. So, right. I'm just waiting for like the dramatic reunion, or I don't know the uh, some sort of reality show about you know Heidi her separation and the toll it's taking on her. When meanwhile Spencer is in the back, you know, playing with the puppet strings. <laughs> you got to get money Something. somehow. Yeah, yeah. So that was pretty much stupid and boring. Um, moving right into the next thing, Ashley, who died? Someone close, near and dear to Megan's heart. Uh, it's Gary Coleman. What you talking about, Willis? He... Don't say that! He hates it when people <laughs> say that the phrase ruined his life! <laughs> he, like, fell and hit his head or something, and then he they put him into a coma, or he was in a coma, and he ended up dying. Yeah, or he was murdered. Yeah, that's apparently National Enquirer's saying uh, his ex-wife pushed him down the stairs or something. Have you watched any of the interviews or anything that she's given? No. She scares me, so I just avoided it. Yeah, she's so creepy. But here's the thing. She, um... First of all, she has, like, no emotions. Like, she doesn't seem sad at all about this you know and that's the first thing that kind of eh, you know kind of makes you say what and and then um it's also really suspicious because if you listen to the 911 tape um (laughs) they basically say what happened and she says that he fell down Mm -hmm. and then um 
then they say, well, you know, what's going on? And she says something like, well, he's bleeding and I have seizures, so I can't go near him. What? <laughs> and then the guy goes, can you at least give him a towel? <laughs> and she's like, well, I have seizures. I can't go near blood. I can't see blood. I can't be near blood. Right? So she doesn't even help him. But then apparently he, like, walked out of the house on his own. Oh. Like, once the ambulance showed up. So he wasn't completely, like, dead or anything like that. So that kind of takes a tiny bit of the suspicion off of mm-hmm. her. And that's the only thing. You know, if they had wheeled him out of there on a stretcher, like, I would say, that bitch did mm-hmm. it. But you would think that if she'd pushed him, he might have said something or, like, motioned to her or something like, she killed me. Yeah. Um, but so then, you know, they he slips into a coma and um, she decides to pull the plug and come to find out they weren't legally married. Ever? They had gotten, no, they had gotten divorced or they divorced mm-hmm. in uh, 2008, something like mm-hmm. that. And um, so they were not married when she decided to pull the plug. Whoopsie. <laughs> so there's that little, you know, gem. <laughs> and then um, there are a bunch of um, these deathbed photos of him. I saw one of those. Yeah, I did too, even though I said I don't want to see this. From <laughs> we the, see that. It's from, <laughs> it's from the Globe. Um, and she's like smiling, <laughs> you know, and he's there on his deathbed. And apparently she sold these pictures to the Globe, um, and she got, like, $10,000 for it or something. And it's just so, like, what do you – you sold pictures of your supposed love of your life because they had, you know, they were divorced, but they were still living together, Mm -hmm. and they were still, you know, together uh, on on his deathbed. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I would still be crying right now. And she has no emotion. She doesn't look like she's been crying. She just seems fine. Yeah, I was waiting for the picture to come out with her, like, a thumbs-up smile, like, hey, yo, bro, what's yeah. up? And, yeah, he's like, has tubes in his mouth and all that stuff, and, yeah, it's very strange. I don't... The whole, I mean, his whole life was strange, and it was sad, and, I mean, if you're gonna sell the pictures of your dead, like, husband or ex-husband or whatever, I mean, like, let a third party do it, so it looks like you have a little bit less suspicion on you. Yeah, and and don't, like, be in the picture. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It just, it it really does seem suspicious. yeah. Right, Uh, so, I don't know, who knows. But, uh, Gary Coleman, and, and the reason that I'm pissed that Gary Coleman is dead is because I had a really good open letter to Gary Coleman that I was gonna read, um, in the next couple of podcasts, and now I can't do that because now he's dead, and it seems disrespectful. So um, Crystal has requested that I still, <laughs> you know, read it. Um, I also. So I will probably do it, you know, after people have forgotten about who he is. So next week. So yeah, probably next oh, week. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, lastly, uh, ever present in the news these days is Lindsay Lohan. Which, uh, her scram bracelet, which is, detects alcohol from ingested beverage, alcoholic beverages on her ankle, right? Which the court, or, like, mandated that she wear, because she's a crazy bitch, and has, like, a DUI, and she was avoiding court, and all that stuff. Apparently, it went off on Sunday night, indicating that there was a presence of a small amount of alcohol, which her lawyer admitted so i don't really understand how this happened or like he was like yeah there's alcohol and it says she oh what's that sean's a girl's name oh my bad (laughs) sorry she i only know that because she's also the lawyer for that food network guy that killed his wife oh awesome or tried tried to kill his wife hire the hobos anyway go ahead (laughs) so apparently she is again avoiding jail time after posting $200,000 bail for violating a court order ban because they were going to revoke it and send her ass to jail and she's like arguing over Twitter with whoever wants to read it saying that you know it was a mistake or you know it really wasn't that and blah 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 and that like apparently it could detect alcohol in things like mouthwash, cologne or perfume so she's probably going to go that angle but I don't know yeah. Uh, who swallows cologne? Yeah. Or perfume or... Well, I guess, I don't know. But why would you spray perfume or cologne on your ankle? Yeah, because it, it detects it through, like, your perspiration. So, I mean, apparently... I mean, she might be that desperate that she just started to, like, freaking do shooters and mouthwash. 
or something. Mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe who she was surrounded by and it, you know, was in the, you know, air or something. I don't even know if that's possible, but in, you know, my likely conclusion is that she tried a little bit to see how much she could get away with. Yeah, I agree. So, um, Lindsay Lohan, I mean, and I really wish that they would just send the bitch to jail, but we all know that that's not going to happen. So, oh, well. Yeah. Any crime that you want to commit, commit it in LA County. Cause they don't give a shit. Yeah, I should have done that when I was there last week. Yeah. Damn. Well, no, because you have to be a celebrity. Otherwise, they're going to nail your ass to the wall. Okay. Yeah. Keep that in mind. Yeah, I will. Um, Okay, so website of the week. Um, This week, we actually have a user-submitted website, and then Ashley also has one for you. Um, Salika actually sent us this website, um, and I just lost it. Give me a second. Oh, it's called too big for stroller.tumblr.com. That's two, like the word also. No, not also. Yeah. Yeah, two. <laughs> right? No, that's, yeah, that's T O O. Right. Well, I'm trying to think, like, in, this in case, addition it doesn't to work. Too yeah. big would be, yeah, it would be way too big. Or, you know, if you're saying also, you can use two. Mm-hmm. Anyway, putting my foot in my mouth. <laughs> and taking it out now. Okay, too big for stroller dot tumblr. That's t u m b l r, not e r, just r dot com. And this website is really funny, and that's why we decided to go ahead and give it a mention on our website. And it's basically full of um, children or sometimes adults who are being pushed around in a stroller, and they just don't fucking fit. You know, like, you'll have, like, an eight-year-old in the top of a shopping cart or <laughs> in, a, in a stroller that's really built for a two-year-old. Um, and it's just really funny, and they're just all a bunch of pictures of that. So um, we will have a link to that on our website. And thank you very much to Salika for submitting that uh, over. Yeah, you can generally tell because the kids' legs are dragging on the ground. Yes. Yeah, that's a good indication. <laughs> uh, so I also have a website of the week. It's called sporkle.com, S. P-O-R-C-L-E dot com, Sporkle. This is a free quiz website that I often visit. Their tagline is mentally stimulating diversions, which is quite true. Uh, They have tons of categories to look through, which contain hundreds of quizzes each. Some categories include entertainment, television, sports, literature, music, gaming, science, and miscellaneous. The quizzes are in different forms, like picture quizzes, keywords or phrases, fill in the blank, connect the chain, etc. You can even create your own quizzes for people to play and rate. Uh, There's an option to search through the whole site, so if you aren't sure where to find something specifically, then you can find a theme through the search bar. You can play without creating a login, or you can register and keep up your player stats. Although I have been having problems with that, and no one ever responded to my email, so that's kind of lame. It's available on the App Store for iTunes, apparently, but I just use it over the internet. On the computer, I have lots of fun playing on this website because I'm a nerd for trivia, so if you're looking for something to do to waste time, then check the site out. Again, sporkle.com. It's awesome. Excellent. Um, so with that, we're just going to go ahead and jump into our review section. Right, Ashley? Hells yeah. So this is where we go over stuff that, uh, you know, we encountered, we liked, we hated, you know, movies or books or food or drinks or anything like that. And again, if you want us to review something, let us know. Or if you have a review of something, email us or go on our website or Twitter us. And we'll let you know about all that stuff at the end. So, Megan, what are you going to be reviewing this week? This week, I'm going to be reviewing my iPhone. Um, I just jumped on the bandwagon and finally got an iPhone. And um, I don't have the iPhone like 4 or whatever the one that just came out is. Um, Mark and I got iPhones on, let me think, it was Friday. So it was June 4th, I think. And that was um, three days before the announcement of the iPhone 4. But well, no, we, we planned it like that because also um, when they announced the iPhone 4, which we were expecting on um, June 7th, they also changed it over so that there's no more unlimited data. Mm-hmm. And even though like some people were saying like you don't need unlimited data, you know, it's it's not a necessary feature, we still said, well, you know, 
you, just because you don't use unlimited data doesn't mean that we don't want to use unlimited data because mm-hmm. um, we wanted to listen to, you know, Pandora and, um, you know, radio stations and all sorts of things and use the internet a lot Games on our that. phone. Right, exactly. So um, we wanted to get in on that so that we could grandfather the, uh, you know, unlimited data package down when we renew contracts and everything. And also um, the Apple Store did price matching on Walmart's price. Um, yeah, so Walmart's price was, um, for the, uh, the 16 gig, it was $97. And so the, I, the Apple store price matched that for us. And so that made it worth it. And I don't know how I ever lived without it, you know, and everybody (laughs) says this when they get an iPhone, I still had a phone that they probably invented in 1997. You know, it's just a regular flip phone with numbers on it and barely functioning camera um but you know having the internet at your fingertips and we were like at my sister-in-law's high school graduation on saturday and i could email people and (laughs) and go online and look at websites and check weather and do a whole bunch of other stuff play games like that to me is worth five hundred dollars so that was nice. <laughs> I mean, which is basically what we paid for two after taxes and, you know, authentication fees and all that bullshit um, and um, warranties and all that good stuff. Um, but it's just, it's amazing. And I don't know how people don't have one, even though I was one of those people less than a week ago. So iPhone, high five. Phone. I mean, the only reason I don't have one is because I have stupid Verizon and, yeah, you know. Yeah, fuck that. Yeah. But... I mean, I love this thing when other people have that I can look at because they have a cowbell app where you can hit it, like, from the SNL skit. What? You can scan barcodes to see how much something is. You can I have a little gun that you can shoot people. You know, like, if you shake it, it, like, shoots. Uh, you can play Connect 4. You can play Peggle on it. Yes. Uh, and we got someone addicted to that, but that's something else entirely. But, uh... <laughs> It's amazing, and I live vicariously through other people enjoying yeah. it. Yeah, and it, it's funny because um, whenever somebody else had one or when I would go to the Apple Store and just kind of be playing around with one, I would be, I, I would seriously look at it like, okay, this is a device from the future, and I'm like 80 years old because I had no idea how to use it. It takes like half a second to be able to get used to like using it and like knowing how to how to use it and where everything is and like typing and stuff so i'm now completely proficient in my iphone usage um the only part that sucks is this i still have a contract with t-mobile um and so i have two phones for the next month like my contract with t-mobile expires on um june 27th so i had to get a temporary phone number through um at&t for the next month. And so I have two phone numbers. I have two phones. I have to bring them both around with me everywhere because nobody knows my new number. And um, I'm too lazy to like tell people what it is, basically. And um, so that sucks. And then I'm also worried that they're not going to be able to transfer over my old number because Mm -hmm. when we first found out about this at Best Buy, they said, oh, absolutely. You know, we'll give you a temporary number. And then once your contract is over, just come back. We'll transfer your number. No problem. Mm-hmm. So then when I um, I called AT&T to find out if they'd be able to do that, and they said, yes, absolutely, it's not a problem. So then I called the Apple store before we went back to buy our phones, and I asked them the same question, and they said, no, we can't do that. I've never even heard of that. <laughs> so uh. then I said, are, are you serious? Because, you know, um, Best Buy said that they could do it. AT&T said it was not a problem, but you guys are telling me that you can't do it. So the guy said, let me check with somebody. So he went and talked to some other geek, and um, then he comes back and says, okay, yeah, they can do it through AT&T. So I was like, great, no problem. But then when we got there, I said the same thing to the guy who was selling us the phones, and he goes, I've never heard of that. So (laughs) Uh I don't know if I'm actually going to be able to do this. So I might have a brand new number and have to switch everything over um, like Mark did, but who knows. So I'm happy with my iPhone. I think that they think that you're talking about them doing it, like Apple has their own phone system, and they're just too stupid to... Well, I explained that to them. I was like, can I go to the AT&T store and do this? Like, I get that you guys might not be able to do it here. And they were like, oh, yeah, you can probably do that. Whatever. (sighs) 
sometimes they're so pretentious about shit, and then other times they're like, oh, no. I'm like, yeah. god damn it. I know. So, that's my story. What do you have to review this week? Well, I stumbled upon this. Uh, I was at Walmart the other day, and my heart skipped a beat when I saw the familiar and loved blue M&M packaging. Pretzel (laughs) M&M's. I excitedly dashed over thinking that there had been a reappearance on the delicious crispy M&M's that Megan and I enjoy. I did the same fucking thing, dude. (laughs) I did the exact same thing. I was at Target. And sadly, are you there? Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, I thought you cut out. No, okay, sadly, devastated. I discovered that they were instead pretzel M&Ms. Now, I was intrigued, especially since Walmart hasn't disappointed when featuring the new version of M&Ms. I have tried the wildly cherry mint crisp raspberry, uh, mint crisp raspberry, strawberry, peanut butter, and jelly versions, uh, and I enjoyed them all. And there's even a coconut, which I have not tried yet. So I decided to try the pretzel kind to see how it held up. Despite temporarily tricking me into thinking that they were crispy M&M's, I did like them. They're actually quite large compared to the milk chocolate kind. They're about the size of marbles because the pretzel is the shape of a small ball and then covered in chocolate. I like the salty crunchiness of the pretzel combined with the chocolate. The only way that this could have been better is if they somehow squeezed in peanut butter, but I'm sure that that would have made them the size of a golf ball. So, now I won't complain about that. Uh, Because they are larger, there's less in the package, but it's still decent. I will be buying these again, and hopefully they will stick around longer than the other flavors that they tried out. I will likely be writing a threatening letter soon to the corporate office for M&M's to see what happened to our beloved crispy ones that we love so much. Yeah, I I agree with you. I do kind of like the pretzel M&M's because it does taste a little bit like the crispy M&M's, aside Mm -hmm. from the fact that they're a little bit salty. Normally when something's salty, I'm all for it because I'm a big salt fan, as are you. But I felt like if they got rid of the salt, we could have had crispy M&M's again. Yeah. You know, and that's the only part that bugged me because it was like, it was so exciting. And then I said, oh, well, you know, I'll give it a whirl. And I bit into it. I was like, oh, my God, this is like crispy M&M's, but not kind of, you know, so. Tricked us. I mean, I I do like them. I've gotten them a second time. Yeah. Oh, I have five packs downstairs in my kitchen. (laughs) I was just upset that of all the colors, they had to choose the blue one again. I know. Fuck those bastards. Green. I mean, green's Christmas, but I mean, come on now. Mm -hmm. They tricked me emotionally, so I'm a little hesitant, but I still like them. I think they're very good. Yeah, I agree. Um, All right. So it looks like Ashley has an open letter for us this week, and I... I am willing to hear it, so. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, this is one of those topics where it co- probably could have just fell into the, the steams my buns, and, uh, but, you know, it wherever it fits, okay, because Kristen Stewart steamed my buns this week, so this is my open letter. Dear Converse, I have figured you out finally. I know your game, and I'm not going to stand for it anymore. For years I have worn your popular brand of Chuck Taylor shoes, and for years I have bought into the idea of them being cool. Okay, well, that part I still believe, but really what I hate about your shoes is the fact that it takes forever to break them in, making them comfortable to wear. They aren't normal tennis shoes that are, like, a little stiff in the beginning, and then a week or two later they're all good. That's what she said. Okay, anyways. Rather, your shoes take months or more to break in. Hell, depending on how often you wear them, it could take a year to break them in. You might be wondering, why don't I just wear them every day to achieve this? Well, first off, I'm not a heathen, and I have a job that precludes me from doing that. Secondly, I have to build up my mental and physical strength to break these suckers in, and frankly, I don't want to make the effort that often. And why do they cost $40? They probably make like a thousand percent profit on these bastards because you might allegedly use sweatshops. Allegedly. They could possibly be the simplest shoes ever made. Hell, Roman sandals were more complicated than these. Take a piece of rubber thinner than a mouse pad with no support, glue on some canvas that was left over from making backpacks, tack it together with some extraordinarily long shoelaces, and there you go. Materials, a dollar fifty. Labor, a dollar. Pain and suffering for wearing them, priceless. So you might think that by me writing this open letter to you, I will no longer be wearing your brand of shoes, but you'd be wrong. I'm going to hold on to the ones I've got and wear them until they have no soul left. 
I might duct tape them if necessary, so, just so I won't have to buy a new pair and start this god-awful process all over again. I might just hire someone to wear them for me. There are plenty of hobos willing to. Sincerely, Ashley. Yeah, I, I've i heard a lot of um, complaints lately about the price, and I didn't know that they were so expensive, but now that I do, I surely won't buy any ever, because I never have before, I think. I, I might think, have had a pair back in, like, 1995. <laughs> I think if they have the fancier designs or even more, but I know the base ones that I always see, it's, like, thirty nine ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a pair. I think I had a pair, and they had Looney Tunes on the side of them. Sweet. Back when the high tops were super cool. Hell remember? yeah. Yeah, like, sixth grade, fifth grade. So, um, yeah, that's understandable, though. Who wants to wear uncomfortable shoes? Not me. <laughs> It's like a horrible, horrible high heel, but not high. Yeah, more like flat and uncomfortable and stiff. <laughs> Fuck that shit. Exactly. Yeah, well, um, that is basically everything that we have for you fools this week. Um, and for the next two weeks, because we're not going to be here. Uh, but stay tuned. We'll be back in July. Um, probably going to be recording... Um, maybe the first or second week in July, um, we, I'm sure I'll have a lot of good material, um, from my two weeks spending time with my family, um, (laughs) when I come back, so who knows, but, uh, stay tuned, don't forget about us, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. Uh, Ashley, where can people, like, send us stuff, or contact us, or do whatever, stalk us? Hell yeah, uh, so you can email us at otpspodcast at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at otpspodcast.blogspot.com or the show, and we each have our own Twitter. Mine is AJV1103. Megan's is made in 84, as in 84 the numbers. And then our show is OTPS Podcast, and all that's at Twitter. So holler at us, yo. Yeah, holler at your boy. What? Or something that was weird. We're girls, just an FYI. I know my voice sounds kind of unisex, but um, girls, that's us. Yes. Yeah, so anyway, um, I think I will go read some Berenstain Bears books. Oh my god, I'm going to go hide under my blanket and read some Goosebumps. Excellent. With the light on. Nice. <laughs> um, Alright, everybody, stay tuned till next week for, or not next week, till uh, later for show number 10. Goodbye. From the- future oh yeah from the future oh god (laughs) stepping on each other's voices sorry (laughs) (laughs) all right everybody goodbye bye bye